Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, starring me, Dags. Today, we have a powerful show, as always, and as always, my powerful friend, assistant manager, Mike Rez. What's up, Dags? I was going to say, did you forget my title already? Assistant manager. I don't know. I got I, I got to make up new titles for you. I don't have a name tag yet, though, either. I haven't paid for it. Yeah. How about the commissar? I like that one. Yes. Assistant Commissar. Dare Commissar? Yes. Powerful show today for all you suffering ADD. See, I was reading, well, you got to get to the, you got to get to what the show right away. You got to just get into it. Cause you know, people, when you, when you watch a podcast or a YouTube channel, you got about two seconds to hook them. If you don't hook them, then you're blah, 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 blah. Who all right. Fuck says that. Oh, everyone. It's all algorithms. God damn it. Screw them. Fuck the algorithms. Our flock is too smart. Yes, know. we are. We have a powerful flock. And if you, if your attention span, <laughs> you can't handle us. You can't handle the truth. Powerful show today, by the way. We're going to talk about the Tungunska blast in Russia. Yes. We're going to talk about the Beirut explosion that just happened recently. Yeah. Another We're, explosive episode of the yes. Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Recently, we talked about the. Halifax explosion. Yeah. So we are powerfully prophetic on this show because I told you I do, I do bring in, I have powerful visions and powerful vibrations. It's not a joke. It's true. We have a powerful beer review today. I have a powerful energy drink. Did you already slam that? Not yet. It's uh, going down. I'll okay, hold that. Powerful energy drink. I got a powerful, it's delicious, powerful caffeinated water. I enjoyed it. It's going to be a great show, Mike Rez. Do you think anyone's ever done a caffeinated water review before? Because I, I think we're breaking new ground. You know, if they have, it doesn't matter because ours is the most powerful, the most powerful podcast ever created. We have lots to get into. Like you said, we have an explosive episode as we talk about things. And I was realizing, Dags, that on my way over here, we talk a lot about Russian events, things that happened in Russia. At what point, if you are a Russian Amish, do you either A, put down the vodka, or B, pick up the vodka because of all the weird shit that happens there? Yes, we love the Russians. It's a powerful, beautiful country. They just need, I I think it's it's just like every other country in the world, it's corruption. I believe you're right. I bet people are good. The people of Russia are good. Yes, we love the people of the entire world, the people of Minnesota. Right. That's where this powerful podcast is from, Minnesota. The Minnesotan Amish, the Mexican Amish, the Italian Amish. Yes, we love them all. Mike Rez, what do you think the second state in this powerful union that enjoy our show the most? I'm going to have to go with one of our neighbors and say Wisconsin. Wisconsin? Yeah. And eh, wrong. Is it Georgia? No, the state of California. 
California? Yes, really? California. We love the Californians. Do you think Schwarzenegger is listening right now? Your he buddy, is. Arnold? Powerful. Did, by the way, did you enjoy that my powerful impersonation of Arnold as the U-boat commander? <laughs> I did. And I, I think the flock did as well. Thank you. Yeah. I think uh, powerful. Let's get a, an actual pulse of the flock. Comment below on Twitter or in this, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast. How was the Arnold as a U boat captain impersonation? It was fantastic. Yes, we're going to need you to follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine, Instagram, enjoy us on Instagram. Wherever you enjoy podcasts, please enjoy ours. Please subscribe and leave a review. Rated five. A five-star review is the highest rating. It will unlock the secrets to the assistant commissar, Mike Rez. We are available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Also, enjoy our merch. We have powerful merch, AmishBabyMachine.com. And if you want to help support us, Patreon.com. Links, as always, are on AmishBabyMachine.com. Now, Mike Rez, you enjoyed a beverage of beer. I did. Tell the fans a flock of Amish what drink you enjoyed. All right. Well, first I'm going to preface this by saying I went to the store looking for a specific beer made by a specific brewery. I could not find that beer, but I did find their craft brewery section and did the make your own six pack. And I found many different beers that I have not tried. So I actually have beers for like the next five episodes. It's going to be pretty sweet. So today... I chose the first one that I drank out of that build your own six pack from the Wabasha Brewing Company from the great city of St. Paul here in Minnesota. The name of this beer is called the Son of Eric Cream Ale. It's a cream ale. It's smooth, easy drinking, lightly toasted malts with a hint of hops. So not too bad. You would like this, I think. It's an everyday beer, 6.1 alcohol by volume and the IBUs are 16. So not very bitter at all. I love cream ales and uh, this would be something that I would enjoy over and over again. Now, when you say cream ale, is that similar to help me out? Is that like a cream soda? Does it have that same flavor and consistency? No, not quite. There's no sweet. It's not sweet. It's just not bitter. So if you would take one of your like sweet beers and just give it like more of a beard flavor, but without the, the hoppiness, that's what you get in these cream ales. Uh, I've enjoyed the Cowbell cream ale from Urban Growler. That was one of the first ones that I've reviewed here. And this is very similar to that. So if you like a cream ale and you're in the great state of Minnesota and you can find a Son of Eric by Wabasha Brewing Company, dive in. You're going to love it. Now, what's another cream ale that our fans, a flock of Amish, you, you would compare it to? Well, the, uh, the Urban Growler one, uh, if they're fans of that one, that's, that's a good one. Cream ales are like a signature. They're more of a signature beer. You can really fuck them up or you can really make them good. And usually a brewery that's got a cream ale on the menu have, has perfected that recipe. So if you can find a cream ale and you, you don't like IPAs, that's probably where you're going is right there for the cream ale. Don't, uh, don't let the name fool you. Cause you hear the word cream and you think heavy, you think sweet, like, like you said, like a cream soda or like a stout maybe, but it's not, it's opposite of that. It's very light. They're refreshing. 
and uh, they've got good flavor. If you're into like flavor in your beer without tasting sweet, that's what you want. Now, let me ask you about the graphics. Did you, oh, did you yes. enjoy the can? I did. So the can is a picture. It's kind of like if you took like a, a Yukon guy person with like the full, I'm going to wear this bear as a cape. Powerful. And then put like Viking muscles on this guy, like Norse. Whoa. That's what the can looks like. It's son of Eric. Eric, the Norse god, I'm yes. assuming. Well, Eric the Red, powerful Viking, right. powerful Scandinavian. Yeah. So if you Norse. take like Eric, that vision of Eric, and then throw like a like a bearskin cape Eric on with him. a K. Yeah. It's powerful. It's a very cool graphics on the can. Actually, the, the can is what they're. The graphics on the can is what drew me to it. And then when I find out it's a cream ale, it would be even better. Because I already know I like cream ales. Powerful. Yeah. So we've got some really good beers that I picked because of graphics coming up. What is your powerful review out of five passion fruits? What are you giving this? Or for you, it would be five it, pints. pints. Uh, I'm giving this a four and a half in, in my pints. So it's, it's very pinty. Yeah, I, I love the pintness of yes, it. Yes, it's full of pints. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't recommend this beer enough. I'm excited about it. I mean, even talking about it again is making me thirsty. You're a thirsty man. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a thirst trap for sure. Powerful. Yeah. Do you think it increases your testosterone? <laughs> Very much so. I, yes. I don't know if it's as powerful as yours. Yes. Um, before we started recording, I gave him secret access to one of my emails. Yeah. And, and then you gave me access to the real email. Yes, and he knows. He knows the power of high T. That's right. T levels through the roof. Yes. You know, when I say this is the most powerful podcast ever created, it's not hyperbole. It's not hyperboil. It's not Susan Boyle. It's real. We are powerful. You think Frank Thomas would be jealous? Because he has to take a supplement to raise his T levels. You are the supplement. Yes, we are a supplement. Thank you. Yeah. We are FDA approved. No doctors, no, <laughs> no doctors needed for our powerful podcast. Just turn it on in the background. Enjoy it. It will raise your testosterone. Yeah. You can either try to swallow a horse pill or you could turn on this podcast and that's all you need. Yes, and remember, ladies, you need testosterone, too. It's a balance of estrogen, progesterone, all of that. It's all a powerful, perfect balance, and this powerful podcast will equalize you. It should. Yes. It will give you mental clarity. It will give you powerful, and if this podcast lasts more than four hours, please uh, contact your doctor, though. Absolutely. Powerful. Well, thank you for that powerful review. Yeah, you're welcome for my powerful review. Now, my review is a powerful caffeinated water. How in the hell did you find a caffeinated water? You know what it was? It was that point of purchase, you know, where you, you're ready to check out, and they <laughs> have something right, the right there. Yeah. It was right there. It, well, it was a citrus green tea, aha, by Coca-Cola, caffeinated, sparkling beverage. A beverage company, a soda company, made it a caffeinated water? Get the hell out of here. Yes. Well, I mean, as, as you know right now, well, I'm not drinking. I'm drinking a generic water. Usually I drink Dasani. But it's natural. Which is a Coca-Cola product. Right. Yes. You love that Coke product. I enjoy the products. So this was a caffeinated green tea, citrus, soda, hop, if you will. If you want to see a powerful photo, 
go to Instagram, follow us on Amish Baby Machine on Instagram. Also, I tweeted it out on at Amish Bee Machine. What would I do for passion fruits? Because it's water. What would you give me a cool oh, thing? God. Well, it's water. That's a good question. What, what would you do with water? How about recyclable plastic bottles? That's dumb. I'm not going to go with it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm not going with anything right now. All I'm, right. I'm going to. Is say, this going to be a normal thing though on the podcast? We're I don't know. Review water. Now? I don't know. <laughs> Powerful. It was shitty, so I will give it <laughs> zero out of five water molecules. Oh man. Yes. I didn't enjoy it. Point point five. Yes, I did not enjoy it. H two O molecules. <laughs> but, but next episode, I'm going to give you a water that I enjoy. I do enjoy the Dasani water. They put a little salt. They put a little salt back in the right. water. Yep. We we talked earlier this week. Someone in the house has been watching that stupid Zach Efron Down to Earth show. One of the episodes is all about water. They have like this fake guy from France. He, I don't even think he's really from France. I think he's faking it. But instead of doing like the guy who's like the expert on wines at a restaurant, he's pretending to be the expert on water <laughs> and the parts per million of, you know, shit that's in the water, the minerals and everything. And I think he's full of shit. But I think maybe we should do something like that if we're going to do some water reviews. Get the parts per million breakdown. Oh, you want that? Get the minerals, the magnesium, the iron. I mean, what's what's in this water? What makes yes. it taste good? What makes it taste good? That's funny because like if you totally take every all the minerals out, it tastes flat and it tastes gross. Right. So that's why like Dasani, they actually add stuff back in and makes it taste delicious. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's funny. I I water from some of the grocery stores and some of it's like volcanic from Iceland. Oh, powerful. And uh, a lot of guys at work tease me and make fun of because I just spent $2 on a bottle of water, right? Well, it's the best tasting water in the goddamn world that I've ever tasted because it's got freaking magnesium and iron and all this yes, stuff. Yes, enjoy your water. Up. Don't let people bully you on about your water. I don't. You know, people spend all this money on their beers and stuff. You want to spend a little money on some Fijian water? Is it Fijian or Fiji or Fuji? The Fujis? Whatever water, just enjoy your water. Spend money. Yeah. It's a lot of water talk on this episode. Yes, it's powerful, isn't it? My God. Yes. So, by the way, right now we are drinking beverages. We're going to need you guys, fans of Flock of Amish, hold up your drink. Whatever you're drinking. If you're not drinking anything, just pretend. You ready? I'm ready. Cheers. Cheers. Awesome. We want to break down the uh, energy drink. Oh, yeah. This is a powerful beverage episode. Tell us a little bit about that beverage I got you. This is the Rockstar Exdurance. This is another flavor in the Exdurance line from Rockstar. This is the Blue Raz, 300 milligrams of powerful caffeine per can. Yes, that's three grams if you're uh, doing the math. Yeah, math sucks. Zero calories, full of electrolytes, BCAA aminos, zero calories, our favorite CoQ10. What does BCAA stand for? I, I can never remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm always going to say blockchain. <laughs> blockchain. <laughs> Powerful. <laughs> well, yeah, this has got uh, electrolytes, B vitamins. We've got uh, no glutton. And uh, like we said, zero calories, zero artificial flavors. No. I would assume the blue raz has got to be some no, kind of No, it's a real blue raspberry. Really? I enjoy blue raspberry. is probably one of my favorite flavors. I enjoy the little... 
what are those little frozen things, those little icy things when you were a kid, the little freezy pops? Right. The things that cuts up your yeah, lips. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Blue raspberry was my favorite. Yeah, this is the uh, recommended for persons 18 years or older. Yes. You I, must be old to enjoy I massive guess. amounts of caffeine. Yeah. So uh, there you go. I wonder what that is uh, in regards to like a cup of coffee. The average the cup of coffee is 200 milligrams. No, I would say 100. Really? So I'm getting like three I, cups I'd of coffee? I'd say eight ounces about 100 milligrams. Yes, give or take. I love coffee. Coffee is powerful. Yep. How do you enjoy your coffee? Black. No cream, no sugar. Wow. Yep. You are manly. Yeah, and sometimes I grind my own uh, beans, depending on you do. where I get them. Powerful. Thank you for telling us about that powerful energy drink. Thank you. Now let's get into some crazy news over in Beirut, Lebanon. Massive explosion. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Now you saw that video. I've seen many videos since uh, the first one you sent. Now the original video, did you right away just think that fire was the explosion or did you know something was coming? The first time I saw it, I thought that was the explosion. And then, as obviously everyone has seen it by now, the big freaking red cloud of death comes out of out of nowhere and uh destroys that port that it was sitting in a warehouse full of ammonium nitrate that's been sitting there for six goddamn years yeah the whole thing is weird i mean it turns out back to russia not that we want to go back to russia (laughs) i know but uh another russian story under a moldovian flag was flying came in they brought in how many 2,000 tons of... 27... 2,750. Of ammonium nitrate ammonium fertilizer. Nitrate. Yeah, it was... Uh, what was their ship was destroyed or damaged or something? It wasn't seaworthy anymore? So, they, yeah, they brought it in and they seized it. And they put it in this, you know, this old banged up warehouse. Yep. So you have it sitting there for six years. Six years. Apparently... The head of the ports in Beirut, they're part of like the ruling elite parties. So they just keep it there, knowing that they're just, it's being stored in probably like a, you know, a not so prominent part of Beirut. Well, that, that's the thing too. It. You know, it's, it's never the people, it's, it's the corrupt politicians. It's a right. corrupt, what's it to them? There's a big pile of fertilizer in a warehouse. Yeah. The average person's like, oh, who, who cares? Why do I care? Yeah. Or they don't even know about it. Yes, that's, or the, that's yeah, the worst part. Yeah, or it doesn't go up the chain. Yep. Because there was reports that, you know, people actually wrote letters, emails, telling people, hey, by the way, we got 2,000 tons of this highly explosive, dangerous material. You got to get rid of it. Right. And just so the flock knows, it's the same type of material that was used in Oklahoma City. But in Oklahoma City, they only had two tons in that, that U-Haul truck. And this was like 2,700 yeah, so it's like it's over a thousand times more in there. But it, like you said in the beginning, going back to the Halifax episode that we did, it this would be the modern day Halifax. This is what it would have looked like. And if people had social media and cell phones back then, this is what the explosion would have been. The injuries were the same, a lot of broken glass injuries. It was 135 people is the most updated number I've seen as of this morning have been killed and 5,000 injured. So we're talking numbers are getting up there like it, it was in Halifax. I don't know if the, the numbers of the death will be as high, but I bet the injuries will be pretty close to the 9,000 they had in Halifax. 
Well, you wonder about um, building construction versus, you know, 1917 versus now. Correct. Use of reinforced concrete. But you could see the shockwave just take out. Building after building. And I just, I, I was watching some of the footage of the shockwave coming in one side of the building and literally you could see it coming back right out. Yeah. So going right through it. Yeah. So even if the superstructure stayed up, it just, you know, obliterated everything inside. And then you're right. Everything becomes a flying weapon. Everything becomes shrapnel, glass, glass shards, steel, twisted wood, concrete, you know, the concrete busting off the facade and falling down on, raining down on people. Right. Those become bullets, basically. The one building that it's, it's amazing. So the warehouse was next to look like site, like a building that was nothing but silos. Big massive building. Yeah. Half of that building still standing, and that was the building right next door to it, which is amazing <laughs> that that even took that much of the blast and half of it's still standing, which is crazy to think. I saw a video of a guy, I don't know if it was his passenger driving or if he was recording while he was driving when it was on fire. He was on the freeway in his car, and then as soon as it explodes, the shock wave destroys his car, flattens the roof, all of the airbags go off, and his car instantly stops. It, that's fucking amazing. You see the rear view mirror just bust off. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy to think that something has that much power that it could just destroy your car, like flatten your car. And the speed of it. Yeah. 3,000 meters per second yes. is what I saw. And what's weird is it, it comes out in a perfect sphere. And you can see that with the condensation cloud that's formed. Yeah, that just makes a perfect dome. That's crazy. I think the condensation cloud is what scared me the most watching that. I mean, obviously, if you're there, you don't have time to to react to it. But as someone who can watch the video over and over again, it looks like a nuclear bomb going off because it's evaporating the moisture in the air around it that fast. Yeah, it is. It is amazing because you first see the initial fire. The warehouse is burning. Yep. And then you see the detonation. You see that what we're talking about, the powerful, you know, the sphere coming out. And then you see the massive red, crimson red mushroom cloud of the ammonium nitrate. Right. Yeah. And then the the hole that it left, you know, just put a hole right in that pure crater, giant crater, the, the crater. I mean, it's just it's just gone and the water just filled it in. You wonder, wonder if it was the same, like when we talked about in Halifax, when it exploded and you could actually see the bottom of the basin of yeah. the explosion. I wonder if that, I don't know how deep the water is there or how powerful that explosion I want, would be. Yeah, well, I want to know what, they're going to be able to figure out what the actual effect of that explosion, like me- measuring it in, you know, kilotons, what it's actually going to be. Right. Because if I had to guess, the Halifax explosion seems more powerful. Yeah, the Halifax one was bigger for sure. Yeah. Still, because you had all that, gun cotton and yeah the high explosives you actually had tnt and that's what they use as a baseline to you know measure explosions they use a baseline is how many tons of tnt yeah so this is this is remarkable they say right now 10 to 15 billion dollars in damage that they've been able to assess up to this point it's and it's funny too in, in a sad way that the same injuries as in halifax people were watching the fire right Exactly. It's just a natural reaction. You you know, you you see a car accident, you wa- you know, you see the aftermath. It's just something in human nature, animals 
you see a fire, you're mesmerized by it. Right. It's the gawker mentality. Yeah. There was an explosion at a chemical plant in China, I believe, but within the last 10 years. And there was video of that when they had like the initial explosion. Wasn't that incredible? And then there was a secondary explosion when it hit the uh, the tanks. That, was, that, that when that one I thought was pretty cool, but that, not cool, but you yes, know, remarkable. Amazing. This one is this one takes that one, I think. Well that one was different. That one was at night. Yeah. So you actually see the fireball. And that one that one looked like a nuke going off too. Yeah. You know, the telltale sign of a nuke is, is the flash. They have a, it's a massive flash that blinds everything. Right. But I could see how someone would think that might be a small nuke. Yeah. It, the mushroom cloud was different. The color was different, which kind of, when I saw, I, there was like some sports writer somewhere that his first tweet was, that was a nuke. I know what a nuke looks like. And then all, you know, all these nuclear physicists were like, stick to your day job. That wasn't a nuke. But I could see how people could could think that. But I mean, just the color of the ammonium nitrate going off kind of tipped it off to me that that's that's not a nuke. That's a chemical explosion of some kind. Whether it was intentional or not at the time, I didn't know. But and the other thing would be the EMPs. There'd be a massive electromagnetic pulse that would have fried everything. Us all the cell phones, everything would have been smoked. Right. Yeah. You wouldn't have gotten gotten that video out right away. No. All the cars. Would shut down all the cars. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I watched a show on YouTube the day after. Do you remember that? Sounds vaguely familiar. It was in the 80s about a nuclear uh, strike between Russia and America. Okay. It's, you know, I think I do remember. Yeah. That's still a creepy show. Sure. It really is. Made for a TV movie, but you should watch it. It's kind of freaky. I'll, I'll have to do that. The, uh, the whole Russia... United States nuclear arms race in the 80s, even in the 60s during the even missile crisis was quite terrifying. Yeah, and the thing is that they're all still there. Right, yeah. You know, even better, even better targeting. Yeah, which is nuts. I know, remember, I think we were in uh, high school and our history teacher, we were talking about the Cuban missile crisis and he was just, he was going on about, you know, what Castro was doing and what uh, JFK was doing and we were saying that, uh, it was so close to being a war, you know, and, and these missiles being fired from Cuba. And we have the missile silos in Rosemont. You know, they said pretty sure that Rosemont was a target of some of those missiles if they would have been fired because we had nuclear missile silos here in Minnesota. So basically any city that you're near, de- decent-sized city is targeted. Pretty much, yeah. 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 It really is. Yep. It's... uh. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about nowadays, but at the same time, it shouldn't surprise you either. Yet it does. Now we're going to segue to another massive explosion, the Tunguska blast event. Which took place in which country, everybody? Russia. Eastern Siberia. The Tunguska event was a large explosion in the Tunguska River Basin in eastern Siberia on June 30th, 1908. So not only do we go back to Russia, but we also go back in time once again to the early 1900s. This was uh, an explosion or event that covered 830 square miles. And Dags, get this, it flattened 80 million trees in the forest. That's what I remember the most 
is the black and white photos of the trees just laid out like matchsticks. Yeah, it's just crazy to think that many trees were flattened by this uh, event. It was uh, caused by an airburst from a meteorite that they believe was roughly 330 feet in size, so across. But they think it disintegrated three to six miles above the surface of the Earth and still caused that much damage. 830 square miles and 80 million trees to be flattened. The shock wave that it produced would have measured 5.0 on the Richter scale today, and the energy would have ranged from 3 to 30 megatons of energy coming from that disintegration. Now, this uh, Tunguska event is the largest impact event that has ever been recorded on Earth, even though there has been much larger events that they think occurred during prehistoric times, but the key word is prehistoric. So this was not an, those are events that you can't really record. You can just say, yeah, I think it happened, but these are, this is an e- the biggest what event. killed the dinosaurs? Exactly. The ice age. <laughs> uh, the airwaves from this event were detected as far away as Germany, Denmark, Croatia, the UK, and they think maybe possibly Washington, D.C. It was 1908 at the time, so there's no, they can't really go back and, and check out airwaves back then. Powerful. Powerful. Uh, for three days afterwards, though, the night sky was lit up like the northern lights over Europe and Asia because all the light reflecting off the ice particles that were created. And uh, they know that it, it can be... Uh, that these ice particles came from something falling out of the sky because now all the space shuttles and, and, and rockets that come back to Earth, they create the same type of ice particles. The at aura. High, at high altitudes. Aurora. Yes. The aura the of the Borealis. aurora. Scientists were able to find small meteor pellets in the trees, the bogs, and in the ground uh, that were made up of mostly nickel in that area, which is consistent with material found in other meteorites and rocks falling from outer space. Yeah, there's basically two types of meteorites. There's the stony one, and there's the nickel-iron ones. Yeah, now this one was classified as a stony meteorite, but they found all this nickel around. Wow. Yeah, so I don't know. Some powerful hybrid? Could be. I mean, if it's coming from aliens. Yes. So that is the most thought after, you know, everybody knows it's a meteorite now. Back in the day, though, there was a lot of different theories of what happened you know anything from ufos to you know all sorts of fun stuff well they want you to believe it was a meteorite right how do i know how do you know the truth is out there yeah because the pentagon now is saying they found spacecraft out of this world you saw that correct i did see that yeah i think they're just trying to distract us because murder hornets don't work it's just like they're trying to say that the egyptians build a pyramid right we the aliens built that. Right. And it's, they're trying to say people from Minnesota built the malls. That's not true. Oh, built those? Aliens. Oh, my God. People from Minnesota are too stupid to build powerful malls. You know, I watched a movie once that made me kind of change my mind about the aliens. Well, I guess that they're still a race of aliens, but they're like robots called Transformers. I think the Decepticons had something to do with making the pyramids. Insecticons? Yeah, it's crazy. I'm going to have to rethink everything now. This uh one of my favorite other theories, the hypothesis, if you will, uh that exists 
is that an astrophysicist uh, thinks that 10 million tons of natural gas <laughs> seeped out of the Earth's crust and rose into the atmosphere. Methane? And then was lit on fire by a lightning bolt from the area, and that's what caused the explosion and the downed trees. But in order for that to be caused, you'd have to kind of forget that there's lots of eyewitnesses that said they saw the sky open up. That's one of the quotes. The sky opened up and dropped hot air from up above. Uh, one of the, the eyewitnesses in that area said that it felt like his shirt was on fire and he couldn't get it off fast enough. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, it's much like the god of thunder, Thor, Zeus. Correct. Raining down, powerful. Now, this thing came in at a 60-degree angle. So you wonder if the angle would have changed. I mean, it could have hit St. Petersburg and just wiped out the entire city. Right. It could have. This was a, a large enough area, obviously, 830 square miles. If it would have came over a metropolitan area, it would have destroyed it uh, a lot, you know, just obliterated the area. So it'd be a lot more powerful than... Uh, the explosion in Beirut we were just talking about. It was just a glancing blow. If this would have not disintegrated or, like you said, diverted over another metropolitan, you know, somewhere more populated, there would have been a lot of deaths. They probably would have gotten down to the bottom of it, but because it was in eastern Siberia, in a remote location, over a forest, it was hard to get to. I think it took 10 years for them to get an expedition to, like, the center of where this happened. Uh, I, I think if it would have happened over a, a larger, more populated area, it would have been taken care of a lot sooner than it did. Yeah, it took out a bunch of reindeer, a bunch of trees. I believe one person was killed due to a broken arm, I think. Yeah, well, back then, yeah, a broken arm was Yeah, I think sentence. they had like a compound fracture, and they died of complications. That would have been something to see. I want you know, Just imagine being on the frontier in eastern Siberia. And I don't know what time of day this was that it occurred, but let's say you're eating your pancakes and bacon in your log cabin, drinking your black coffee, because there was no cream or sugar back then. Was there log cabin syrup? Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. You're, you're in a log cabin. So let, you sit down. You're about to take your first bite. You've got your, your bear cape on, just like son of Eric, getting ready to, to start your day to chop wood, fix a fence post, rustle some reindeer, Whoa! and then the sky opens up. There's a large explosion, lots of heat, and your shirt feels like it's on fire and you got to take it off really fast. I mean, that, that would ruin your morning for sure. I think it'd be kind of cool. I oh, think, yeah. I think it, you know, maybe it was... Superman coming down to Earth. Oh, you think Jor-El sent his son? Or was that the other way around? Oh, it's one of those L's. Yeah, it always is. Yeah, L DeBarge or Chico DeBarge. I don't know what it was, but maybe it was Superman coming in. (laughs) Or I think it was the Serbian scientist Tesla in one of his death rays. Oh, yeah. Maybe he sent a car down? Is the first vehicle? Yes. Powerful death ray, Elon Musk used his powerful name to make that powerful car company. But back then, he was a powerful scientist, and Thomas Edison 
stole all, all of his, his ideas. powerful ideas, like his powerful death ray and his. So I don't know. Maybe Tesla's death ray—that's what it was. It wasn't a meteorite. Oh, you know, I'm I'm going to subscribe to that theory. I love that hypothesis. We're going to try to get that published somewhere, so the scientists will lob onto that. But technically, wasn't it a meteor? Because if it blew up in the sky, it wasn't actually a meteorite. It didn't hit the Earth. Or are they counting the little specks? They're counting the little specks. Yeah, I'm not counting that. They're counting it. I'm not counting that. I'm counting a meteorite slams into the Earth. I'm not saying just leftover. What if it breaks the atmosphere, though? Like, it comes into the Earth's atmosphere. No. I mean, all, all all meteors have to do that. That's how they light up. They're hitting the friction of the atmosphere. They're flying so fast. Most of them are like the size of a grain of salt. They're coming in so fast and so hot that they're lighting up. That's what you're seeing. You're seeing them skim the atmosphere. Right. So that's a meteor. That's why you're seeing it but light up. it did touch the surface of the Earth, technically. It blew up. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> it didn't slam Maybe. into the Earth. So I am calling it a meteor. They're calling it an event. They're not even calling it anything. Maybe if, uh, if its testosterone levels were as high as yours, it would have stayed together. God, isn't it powerful? You know, it's not just, you can feel it from right there where I you're can, sitting. I can, yeah. It's, I mean. Just to picture it, he's on the other side of the barn. Speaking of my shirt getting hot. Yes. He's on the other side of the barn. We're doing social distancing. We have plexiglass shields and face masks and. Uh, speaking of masks, are you going to put anything else on or are you no, just going to wear the no. mask? You like my smock? I love it. I'm wearing a smock. That knitted? Yes. It's crocheted. I can tell by Powerful. the holes. Powerful. Fishnet. Powerful. Thank you for telling us about the Tunguska. Yeah. There's a similar event. Do you want to hear about this? I want to hear about another event. event. So but, in. But I like how they call it event. Like, what was it? Was well, it like that's, a, was that's... it like a party or it was just a, well we're event planners and we're just we got this great Russian event coming up. Well, yeah, I mean you can't can't what what are you gonna call an occurrence? There's a similar occurrence. I love occurrence. All right, well, we'll use my favorite that occurrence word. is at Owl Creek Bridge. What the hell is that? Look it up, God damn it! All right, we'll get. We got to get Google Boy on that. Yes, you had <laughs> a a run in on Twitter with the original Google Boy. Paste, I know. Pasty Adam. I was, I was the Adam. I felt pretty, yes. pretty excited about that. I was like, oh I like God. how he just came out of nowhere too. Pasty <laughs> right. Adam. He was giving me advice on which beers to drink first. Yes. He's a he's a big beer guy, Pasty Adam. That's good. But he's very unreliable. Oh, that's too bad. Yes. All right. So let's talk about this other occurrence that occurred on February fifteenth, two thousand and thirteen. So within the last handful of years well a little bit more than a handful because that's five so this is like seven years ago uh, a smaller airburst occurred over uh chelyabinsk in the ural district does that sound familiar to you ural 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 mountains ural mountains there's a, a pass yes that took the life powerful of, episode of many yeah dietlov's pass is there yes we have i've done many episodes about Mother Russia. We have. Yes. That's what I was it's talking a mysteri- about. I know. It's a mysterious place. We love it. Yeah, we have explosions. We have submarines sinking. We love Russia. We love the world. We love the other planets. What's your favorite planet besides Earth? Pluto. Uranus. Y- yes. But Saturn. Think, 
without, in that order. No, but thank you for saying Pluto is a planet because it is a planet. It always will be yes. a planet. We we grew up in that uh, that generation. Yes, that uh, what's his the name? Pluto that, planet generation. That Tyson, the grassy junior high guy. What's his name? Neil deGrasse Tyson. It, yeah, yeah. He came up with this. His claim to fame was Pluto is not a planet. Yeah, it is a planet. Screw him and his Pluto-ness. Yes. All right. So the uh, this this event involving this meteorite. Uh, you know what the the Greek name for Pluto is, by the way. No. Hades. Well, that makes sense. Yes. God of the underworld. God of the River sticks. Don't pay the ferry. Don't man. pay. Powerful. Wow. Here we go. Thank you. So this meteorite was 56 to 66 feet across, so a lot smaller than uh, the one we just talked about. The energy released was approximately 500 kilotons. This inflicted 1,200 injuries on people because of broken glass. Because of the shockwave that was involved. Powerful eurythmic song. Yes. The interesting thing about this one, though, Dags, is that uh, some believe that a UFO actually shot down this meteorite. And some of the pics of the meteorite show objects nearing, near this meteorite that look like they could be a UFO. Well, it obviously is a UFO because it could be a spaceship, otherworldly spaceships. But others think that maybe the Russian military actually shot it down. So it could be pictures of missiles just before impact. Because Russia is actually trying to figure out ways to shoot down meteorites and meteors before they become problems. Do you remember in the 80s when they shot down the 99 red balloons? I, yeah, I do that. Pissed off Nina. Oh my God, what a powerful song. I'm telling you, Nina was like, the fuck? Hey, by the way, should we, this just came to me because I'm a genius. Should we, should we do that as song of the day? Nina? Yes. All right. Yeah, we can 99. do that. 99. And here's the thing too. Lo- I know Lo- it's. Are you a red balloon or a loose but here, balloon? I know. Let's finish up your story and then we'll get into that. Well, that's it. That's all I got. I mean, we got Russian military Thank shooting you. down meteors now. Thank you. There's powerful footage of that too. Yeah. It, you should definitely look that up because that will make you think, holy shit, something did hit that thing before it impact or just disintegrated and just created an airburst. Now here's the deal deal with Nina 99 red balloons. I lived it. I wasn't just found it on Spotify or some <laughs> uh, shitty synth wave remake of it. Oh, no, the video no. on, on MTV was yes. one of the best ones of yes. the time. For me, it's 99 red balloons. It's not the Luft balloons. Well, it's because there was two different versions. There was, but I enjoy the English version. See, and, I, and I'm a loof balloon guy. I'm sure you are. And I'll tell you why. When I DJed weddings, the crowd responded more to loof balloons than red balloons. Well, how do you know? What'd you do, like a survey afterwards? <laughs> you know, when you, when uh, you DJ me, weddings. Guys, uh, what would you rather have, the loof <laughs> balloons or the red balloons? Now, when you've got a good dance floor going, and you kill a dance floor, you know which song not to play. And we had both versions in Luftballoons. I don't know if it's because it was in German, and people like to try to pretend they know German when they're half in the bag. Yeah. Or what, but that one filled the dance floor, kept the dance floor full more than the English version. I want you to, to play Nina immediately. <laughs> Stop whining and play it. Exactly. That's I'm pretty a DJ, much you idiot. 
Now powerful. Yeah. You know I was a DJ also, DJ Diggs. So oh, I, I know knew the that. power yeah. spinning the wheels of steel. Right. Oh, I know. Yes. This had some very good uh I don't know what the fucking word I'm looking for. Very good uh popular uh chart positions. Yes, it was very popular. It was. It reached number one on a lot of charts. It's freaking amazing. I mean, it's a good song, but you, you kind of forget how good it is. Say the Hot 100. You always say it real funny. Hot 100? Yep. The U.S. Billboard Hot 100 reached number 28 in 1984. Whoa, here we go. Hold on. They've got the English version. And let me find the Hot 100 there. Did they have Shadow Stevens back then? God, I, I forgot Shadow about Stevens. Shadow Stevens. It wasn't even the center square in Hollywood Yes. Square, so was it? So was, <laughs> who's your favorite DJ? I was a good, a big Rick D's guy. Rick D's, yeah, yeah, you know the disco duck. Rick D's nuts. Yep, I yeah. know. And he's in the uh, what's that song from Mannequin? He's in. He's the DJ in that one too, right? Whoa, Mannequin. Yeah, remember the the song, the big song from that movie. Mannequin. Yes. And there's a part where there's a DJ talking in that. I think that's Rick D's as well. Powerful. Yeah. By the way, did you see my powerful mannequin meme, meme? On, I did. on Instagram? Wasn't that brilliant? That was that was brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. We both had good meme yes. days that yes. day. Yes. You are a good memer also. I'm going to need you to follow us on Instagram to Amish Baby Machine to enjoy that powerful meme. Yeah. We follow us everywhere. That'd be great. Yes. We are available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Make sure you follow us. Twitter at Amish Bee Machine. Instagram, Amish Baby Machine. Now, what are you looking up, Mike Riz? Well, I'm just looking up all these different uh, charts that uh, 99 Red Balloons was on. There is a U.S. Billboard Dance Club Play chart, so whatever the hell that is. It reached number 22. I've never heard of that chart before, but Billboard will put a chart for everything. We like top 100 songs to listen to Powerful. when you take a shit. Powerful. Yeah. It was re-released in what year? 1988. Oh, you're not very close at all. Shut up. What year 2002. was it? 2002. Whoa. Uh, it, uh, the highest chart on the re-release was in Belgium on the Ultra Trap Flanders chart. Mm. One of your favorite Belgium charts. Yes. It reached number 17, which is blasphemy, which means that that generation of kids have no idea what the hell good music is. Yeah, we have a lot of Flemish fans, by the way. Oh, do we? I love you. Yes. Uh, in Germany... The official German charts are reached number 28 on the re-release. Powerful. Yeah. It, I think 1988 was the new version of Blue Monday by New Order. That's a good song. How does it feel? Wow. Powerful. By the way, the song of the day was going to be Kaja Gugu, Too Shy Shy. <laughs> we can save that one for, yes. for another episode. Yes. Yep. Love Nina, though. Mike Rez was too shy shy to talk about it. I was. Yes. Powerful episode today, Mike Rez. I agree. Yes. Powerful explosions. Are we done with explosions? You know, I thought we were with the Halifax, but then, of course, powerful meteorites, meteors, I think. Beirut happened. And then the Beirut happened. Just to let you know, this powerful podcast, we are on top of every explosion. So if something blows up, blows up real good, we're going to talk about it. Always. 
We give our prayers to everyone that passed away, though, by the way. We're not joking about that. No. Yep. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.